Welcome to the Book of Fruit. So, I think most of the people are waiting to get an overview on the Book of Fruit. I'll try my best to bring justice to this book. So, after completing reading this book, uh, I would call this book as a Book of Redemption, Book of Loyalty, and the Book of Breach between, between the uh, Judges and the Samuel. So, I actually wanted to start with a verse from Judges last verse of the Judges, chapter 21 and verse 25. In those days there was no king in Israel, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And coming to the first verse of the Ruth, now it came to pass in the days when the Judges ruled that there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his with his two sons. I think this is what happens when when we do not have a proper and spiritual guidance for ourselves. We'll be ending up doing what is good in, in our eyes. So probably uh, Eli Melek have done the same thing, and he have decided he had decided to go back to the Moab from Jerusalem. So I'll try to use that quote as well. So yeah, so Bethlehem is, so if you see the map at the back of the Bible, there is a dead sea in the middle of Bethlehem and the Moab, and the Bethlehem is at the, you know, it's in top angle and the Moab is at the lower angle. You know, it also feels like you know, it might be a spiritual downfall to the family of Elimel. So I'll try to bring the characters over here. Yeah, before getting into the book, I'll just try to give a quick overview of this book. So the writer is maybe a Samuel, but not accurately the Samuel. And the timeline of this book is between 1300 BC and 1100 BC. The type of the book is history. And the main theme of this book is redemption. So the main theme of this book is the redemption, how the uh, Naomi and the wood got redeemed by the boys. So the important events in this book are famine, Migration, winnowing, and marriage. So I'll explain what is winnowing and threshing floor. So coming to the famine, uh, when I was actually like you know trying to uh, have an idea on the famine, so this famine is recorded as the fourth famine in the book. So the first three famines are the first one is with uh, Isaac, and the second one is with, the first one is with Abraham, second one is with Isaac, and the third one is with Joseph. So the fourth famine is with Ruth. I mean, with Elimelech. So, like the three characters are Naomi, Ruth, and the boy. So, when I was actually trying to divide the book into four parts, I was actually trying to make four columns. But instead of making a four columns, I've ended up doing a triangle. So, this triangle represents the main theme, like the main phases of the book. One is death, one is tragedy, and the, and the last one is redemption. And also, these three corners also represent the three main characters. One is Naomi, Ruth, and the boys. So yeah, the divisions. So the divisions of this book, there are only four chapters, and this book can be divided into four chapters. That is the four divisions of this triangle. And the Christ in this book, you can see as a kinsman, and I'll explain what is kinsman later on. And so yeah, so where else the characters are mentioned in the Bible? So in Proverbs 31, like, you know, we had a discussion on Proverbs 31 a few weeks back. 
uh, we like you know we can see the characteristics of fruit in in the Proverbs 31, and also for Matthew 1, we can see like the name of the root mentioned in the Matthew 1 verse 5. All right, so coming to the first chapter, so yeah, the first chapter starts with a famine. It starts with a tragedy. It starts with you know a griefs and all. Yeah. So before getting into the book, there are some emotions in this book. One is loneliness, and the other one is uh, grief, companionship, etc. Yeah. So in the first chapter, the Elimelech travels from Bethlehem to Moab. So you know, if you see, if you see, like you know, if you see the way the traveling is, they are traveling from from the top to bottom. It also feels like you know, spiritually they are downfalling from downfalling. So Elimelech and with his two sons and Naomi goes to Moab. So after going there, now Elimelech, Elimelech was actually thinking that he's escaping the famine. But he's, he's straightly gone into the hands of the dead. After, get, after going to the Moab, there's a death of Elimelech and Naomi is left with her two sons. And after some while, Elimelech, um, after, after the death of the Elimelech, Naomi and her two sons will be living in in the Moab. And after some time, the two sons, the two sons are Mahulon and Kilion. They'll be getting the wives, wives from the Moabites. So Mahulon's wife is Ruth, and Kilion's wife is Orpa. So I'll write here, Naomi. And the meaning of the Naomi is pleasantness. And her two sons, Mahlon and Kilio. And Ruth is the main character. So the meaning of the Ruth is companion or friend. So after a decade happened, happening, and the two sons, Naomi two sons, Mahlon and Kilion, will be died. And after that, Naomi will be left with his two daughter-in-laws. One is Ruth and the other one is Orpa. So, so she feels to go back to the Bethlehem. So Naomi feels to go back to the Bethlehem, and he asks, and she asks her two daughter-in-laws to return back to the Moab because back to the Moab and marry someone else so that they can have their future, ha happy future. But Ruth doesn't. Ruth declines to go back to the Moab. So if you see verse sixteen. But Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you or to turn back from the following after you, for, for wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God is my God. I think when I, when I read this verse, I felt a little bit surprising because Ruth is coming from a Moab, a nation which is not having a soft background, and she's... Uh, She's like you know she's replying in a very extreme loyal way to her mother-in-law. She's telling her she's telling to Naomi that you know wherever you go I'll go and your God is my God. Probably that is the extreme loyalty what Ruth is showing towards Naomi. So I actually also want to compare Ruth with the with the thief in the cross. So if you see the two thieves in the cross, they are in the cross sections. They are in the crossroads. Jesus Christ had came from, he, he had came to the earth from heaven and he's going back to the heaven. And the same way Naomi had came from Bethlehem and she's going back to the Bethlehem. But Ruth decides to stay back with, 
Naomi. In the same way, the thief decides to follow the Jesus Christ. So that's uh, one comparison I wanted to make. And yeah, so at the so this is what happens in the first chapter. So the Ruth returns. Ruth Naomi returns back to the Bethlehem. If you see verse twenty-one. So after Naomi returning back to the Bethlehem, she is, uh, she is telling to the other people of the Bethlehem, I went out full, and the Lord has brought me home again empty. Why do you call me Naomi, since the Lord has testified against me, and the Almighty has afflicted me? So when I read that this verse, I felt a verse, uh, I felt to compare a verse from Luke chapter 15, Chapter 15, verse 21. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. In the same way, Naomi is feeling that she's been, she's been punished by the God. So that's why she tells to her people not to call her Naomi. Call her Mara. So Mara means... So I told before that Naomi means pleasantness and the Mara means bitterness. So coming to the chapter 2, so this is the chapter where the boys is being introduced to the book. So if you see the second division, Ruth goes for gleaning and Ruth meets Boyers in the fields. Boyers ask Ruth not to leave his field. So, so see the God's perfect timing. So when Naomi and Ruth returned back to the Bethlehem, it was the time of harvesting in the Bethlehem. Ruth goes for gleaning in, into the, in the fields of uh, boys. So, what is gleaning? Gleaning means picking up the leftovers when the harvesting is done. Picking up the leftover grains from the fields from the after the harvest is done. So, in the second chapter, Ruth goes to the field and she meets boys. I also want to make a comparison with this meeting like Ruth and Boaz meeting if you see a verse in Genesis 24 63 24 verse from 63 to 66 so Abraham sends his maid servant to the other country to select a uh, to select a wife for the Isaac when so she uh, when the maid servant selects the uh, the wife and his, her name is Rebecca she comes to the Isaac and she meets Isaac in the field. In the same way, Ruth is meeting uh, Boaz in the field. So I may not be compared Ruth to the assembly, but we, the assembly, the church, are meeting our Lord in his field, in his world. So, yeah, so she goes to the, she goes to the Boaz fields and she starts gleaning there. And... Boys will be replying, and boys after so boys will be trying to uh, get the information of who the new lady who's uh, coming into the field and cleaning, and he and she and he asked the his maid servant like uh, who is this la new lady? And the maid servant replies what she is to the boys, and boys in in verse eight boys if you see in verse eight then boys said to Ruth, you will listen my daughter, will you not do, will you not? Do not go to glean in any other field, nor go from here, but 
stay close to my young woman. So if you see at the end of the verse, he's telling that he's telling to Ruth to stay close by my young women. So after entering into his field, Boaz is telling to Ruth that you know do not leave this field and do not go to any other field. Rather glean whatever you want from this field. And he's also promising Ruth. He's also promising Ruth that she might be she might not have any issues in the field. And she, he also commands the other uh, servants, other uh, male servants, to not to touch her, not to create any issues for her. So that's what happens in eight, nine, and ten verse. And Ruth is getting like Ruth. Ruth, what she was in a little bit in question mark. Why are you showing this much of extreme mercy on me? Why, what I have done to you? Since I'm a foreigner, why have you showing this much of loyalty towards me? And Boaz tells to the Ruth. If you see in verse 11, and Boaz answered and said to her, I had been fully reported to me at all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth. So, like, yeah, so he's giving an answer to the Ruth that why, she, why he was showing so much of uh, grace on her. And also, if you see in the verse 14 to 15, Boaz is an Israelite, and he is offering a meal. Uh, a, he's offering meal to Ruth, and he, he asks Ruth to accompany him within, at the time of his meal. And if you see in verse 17, so the Ruth, she gleaned in the field until evening, and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah, of Bali, so I was uh, I was searching in the internet what is what does the FR means. So the FR is an, a Hebrew measurement, and you know when you convert into the liters, it is 33 liters. I'm not I'm not really sure about this one, but this is what I've got from the internet. Because uh, you know this term is also be also being used in chapter three. I'll explain what it is. So after gleaning everything, after after taking the gleaning stuff and after picking up the grains from the from the boy's field, she returns to the home. And Naomi asked Ruth, like, where did you, where, where have you gleaned all the all the day? And the Ruth will be replying that have uh, I went to a I went to a field and is this field is belongs to boys. And Naomi replies to the Ruth that telling her that you know. Boaz is not a, a foreigner for us. He is a kinsman. So I'll tell you what his kinsman is. So kinsman means redeemer. So according to Israel culture, if a wife and if a person died, and if the wife is left with his with his children, and the person who is close related to the family have to take care of the family. And they have to continue the inheritance of the dead man's children. So that's what the kinsman means. Kinsman means redeemer, redeeming the family. So Naomi explains Ruth that who is Boaz and what's the relation between the Boaz and the uh, Ruth. So in verse 21, if you see Ruth, the Moabite said, He also said to me, You shall stay close by my young men until they have finished all my west. In verse 8, if you see, Then Boaz said to Ruth, 
you will listen my daughter will you not do not go to glean in any other field nor go from here but stay close by my young women so the boy is boy is told ruth that ruth to stay close to her young women and in verse 21 ruth is coming back to her house like coming back to naomi and she is telling naomi that uh said to me you shall stay close by my young men so probably i felt that probably ruth had misunderstood what boys had told to her but in verse 22 and naomi said to ruth her daughter-in-law it is good my daughter that you go out with his young women and that people do not meet you in any other field probably i think at this point naomi had found the interest of boaz i think boaz so naomi might have felt that boaz is boaz have an extreme mercy and grace on ruth and that's what she mentions here she mentions here that you know stay close to the young women but not with the young men so she stayed close by the young women of boaz to glean until the end of the barley harvest and wheat harvest and she dwelt with her mother in law so this is what happens in the chapter 2 and coming to the third chapter the one of the main events in the ch- third chapter is winnowing and the threshing at the threshing floor so what does the threshing means right here so these are these are like you know whatever i'm writing on the board these are the some of the important terms what i found in the book so threshing and next one is winnowing so at the time of harvest you know but you know after collecting the grains from the fields there will be a lot of unwanted things will be like you know involved in the grains so threshing means the pro- the process of separating the chaff or the unwanted material from the grains is known as threshing and the winnowing so blowing air into the grains is known as winnowing so winnowing is pretty much how the process has been done and threshing is what's the process so in the third chapter So I think Naomi had found the interest of Boaz in verse 22. So like you know very fastly in the verse in, in the first verse of chapter 3 she tells Ruth to uh then Naomi her mother-in-law said to her my daughter shall I not seek security for you that it may be well with you now Boaz whose young women you were with is he not our relative in fact He is winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Therefore, wash yourself and anoint yourself, and put on your best garment, and go down to the threshing floor. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. So Naomi is sending Ruth to Boaz, and she also mentions three main things in the verse three. She tells her, she tells Ruth that. anoint yourself so anointing means putting or putting oil to the hair of root and wash yourself wash the first one is washing the second one is anointing and the third one is best garments so these are the three main things which are mentioned in the verse 3 by naomi to root and root goes to the boys so root make sure make sure that you know um and she he did not he she had hidden herself in the daytime and she goes to the boys at the night time 
And after finishing the harvesting and everything, the winnowing at the threshing, at the threshing floor was being done. Boaz goes back to her bed, his bed, and at the time of his relaxation, if you see in verse 7, and after Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was cheerful, he went to lie down at the end of the heap of grain, and she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. So Ruth started sitting at the feet of the boys. And you know, at one point Boaz realizes that someone is sitting and at his feet and she asks who is who is the person? And Ruth confirms that she is Ruth and Ruth is asking Boaz to redeem her. If you see in verse nine, the second part, I am Ruth, your maid servant. Take your maid servant under you under your wing, for you are a close relative. So in verse ten, so she asked she asked Boaz to redeem her. Without any gap, without any hesitation, without any like you know further thinking, Boaz promises her. Boaz tells her, then he said, Blessed are of blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness at the end than at the beginning, in that you did not go after young men whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you request. For all the people of my town know that you are a virtuous woman. So, virtuous woman. So, this is a term which is also mentioned in Proverbs 31. So, that's why I've mentioned here that, you know, where is the characters mentioned or characteristics? So, the Proverbs 31, a virtuous woman. Sure. So, the Boaz is referring Ruth as a virtuous woman. And yeah, so so she waits till morning. So after getting a confirmation from Boaz that she is going to redeem her, she waits till morning. And at the time of uh, leaving, Boaz, fifteenth verse. Also, he said, "Bring, bring the shawl that is on you and hold it." And when she held it, he measured the six ephahs of barley and laid it on her. Then she went into the city. So as I mentioned earlier, so one FI is 33 liters, and when I was uh, referring this one, it is six FRs. So he's giving six FRs of the harvested grains to root, which means 33 times to six is 198. I was also thinking how had Ruth had carried, you know, uh, 198 liters of grains to her. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So in 16th, so she comes back to her place, and after discussing everything what had happened with Boyes, Naomi is conforming, like you know, he's giving, he is conforming, she's conforming her hope in Boyes. If you see the last verse of the 18, then she said, "Sit still, my daughter, until until you know how the matter will turn out, for the man will not rest until he has concluded the matters." matter these days. So she's having an ultimate hope in, in Boaz. Whether so whether he or he or the other person will be redeeming, but he's going to close this matter very soon. So coming to the verse uh, chapter four, the main event of the book and the main event of this chapter is marriage. So so Boaz after happening all these things, Boaz goes to the gate. So what is gate? Uh, right here. So 
So gate is something where the settlements, all the settlements are done. So Boyus goes to the gate with, you know, and with, he also gathers other ten people. After going there, Boyus. Uh, so yeah, I forgot to tell you something in verse in chapter three. So when Ruth asked Boyus to redeem her, as as the Boyus was the one of the is is the kinsman of her family. Boyes replies that you know um, there is one more kinsman who is close to you, who is close to your family. So he replies to Ruth that there is one more kinsman to you. And in chapter four, he comes back to the other kinsman who is very close to the family, and he asks the kinsman to redeem Ruth. So yeah, the first kinsman first he'll accept the deal when the boy is asked to redeem her he'll be referring that you know whatever he's going to get so he refers that the the land and the other things he's going to get and at that point he he tells the boys that he can able to redeem it but once after the inheritance and you know continuing the inheritance of the dead man's children you know like he the boys tells the other man the, the nearest kinsman we have to continue the um, inheritance of the dead man, dead man's children. But at that point, the nearest kinsman, other than the boys, will, you know, he will not accept to take the deal. He will not accept to redeem because he cannot. So we can also compare the nearest kinsman to the law, because law cannot redeem her. Only Lord can redeem her. So if you see in verse six. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem her. So he's not telling that I will not redeem her. He's telling that he cannot because he cannot continue or he cannot perpetuate the inheritance of the dead man's children. And the close relative said, I cannot redeem it for myself lest I ruin my own inheritance. You redeem my right of redemption for yourself for I cannot redeem it. So there is one more tradition and culture in, in the Israel. If a person cannot redeem or if a person cannot um, continue to take the deal, he have to pass the sandal. He have to pass his sandal. So if you see in verse 7, Now this was the custom in former times in Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging. To confirm anything, one man took off his sandal and gave it to the other. And this was a confirmation in Israel. So this was a, a type of confirmation for everyone, like at the gate. So he, they have to pass their sandal to the other person. So therefore, the close relative said to Boaz, "Buy it for yourself." So he took off his sandal. So he's confirming that he cannot redeem her. So after this one, the boys, like you know, at the, at the presence of the ten people, boys assures. And Boaz promises that uh, he he can able to redeem Ruth and her family. So he is going to continue the inheritance of the dead man's children. If you see in verse ten, moreover, Ruth the Moabites, the widow of Mahlon, I have acquired as my wife to perpetuate the name of the dead through his inheritance. That that the name of the dead may not be may, may not be cut off from among his brethren and from his position at the gate. So you are the witness this day. So he's so he's making sure that the, all the remaining ten people are the witness for what happening at the gate. 
So, yeah. After that, boys gets married to Ruth, and they, like, you know, baby is born, and his name is Obed. So, if you see, they are complete some of the contrast characters in this book. One is Elimelech, boys. Elimelech, since there was no king for Israel, Elimelech was, had ended up things doing what he felt good in his eyes. But Boaz, since there is no king, he was not doing in such a way. He's following the Lord's ways. And Naomi. And Ruth. So, at the beginning of the book, there are only four characters. One is Elimelech, and his two children, and his wife. And at the end of the book, you'll be seeing four characters ending up. One is Ruth, Obed, Boaz, and also Naomi. So it is, it is like a circle. It is reversing everything from bad to good. So Elimelech, Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz. So, so Ruth had lost her husband and children. And at the end of the book, Ruth is a woman is gaining her husband and children. A woman lost her husband and children in the beginning, in the in the first chapter, and in the last chapter, a woman is gaining her husband and the children. Yeah. So some of the important things which I wanted to mention in this book is so like the important verses in the book in the book of Ruth is if you see in chapter one, verse sixteen and seventeen, and chapter three, verse eleven and twelve. I would call these verses as the, as the verses of loyalty. In the first chapter, verse 16 and 17, Ruth is showing her ultimate loyalty towards her mother-in-law. And in chapter 3, 11 and 12, Boaz is showing his ultimate loyalty towards Ruth, that he is confirming Ruth that he is going to redeem her. Yeah. So, reversing from worldly to spiritual. So, if you see the circle... It, end, it starts from the worldly way and it ends in a spiritual way. So Ruth is blessed with Boaz and Obed. So four people in the beginning and at the end. So Ruth is a very short book which has only four books. Yet it has a very important uh, links in the genealogy of Lord Jesus Christ. So you know, the God has a very incredible and immense plan bringing us towards him. If you see the life of Ruth, he had a very immense plan. He, like you know, somewhere in the a famine in the Bethlehem, had made all these things happen, had made Ruth to get redemption. So in, in the same way, we are also are bringing towards Christ, and we are also having a, so much plan in bringing us towards him. So. May the Lord give his encouragement to study this book more effectively in the future. Amen.